0: You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald.
1: Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome back to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me today is my co-host, Big Jim Mack, all the way over in Canada. So Jim, how are you doing this morning?
0: Ah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. My uh, my birthday's coming up, uh, getting older by the day, but uh, no, no complaints, life is good.
1: Is it 30th of June, isn't it? Your birthday?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's coming up here. I guess it's uh, yeah, in like four days. So once once this is recording a little bit early, but uh, this is the June 26th episode. So yeah, four days away. So yeah, uh, and mine 40th... will be
1: the week after that. So about two weeks time.
0: Your July guy Yeah, 6th of
1: July. You can note that down in your calendar if you need to. Anyone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> For sure. So I'm, so, I'm so keen.
1: To, uh... I'm so keen to get some big Jim Mac shirts done. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Uh, you you might be one of, I don't know, maybe my kids would want one. I'm trying to think who else would be dying for J- Big Jim Mac shirt. But, uh, yeah, like one of those caricatures, very, very kind of, of you.
1: a caricature of you there. And it just says Big Jim Mac. And then a little <laughs> writing underneath it says, And Tyson.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah.
1: And people go, people look at it and go, Who the hell's Tyson?
0: Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just some guy I hang out and record a podcast with on Tuesday nights. No yeah. big deal. So, what are we talking about today? Well, we're getting to the, uh, the middle of the year. So I thought uh, it would be a good idea to kind of go over uh, just some things, you know, how could people reflect on that, that first six months of 2023? You know, what are con- some constructive ways to look at, you know, what you've done so far and, and where you want to go for the rest of 2023?
1: Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting time of the year, especially for like, in Australia, as we head towards June 30 is it our end of financial year. So when we wrap up then, it's one of those things where you have this big goal and you're trying to pay certain bills beforehand to try and get them in this tax year and then 1st of July. So I know a lot of times you'll you'll have like calendar goals, but in Australia, we we work a lot on that financial year and yeah, and it is, you sort of, you're really reflecting not just over the last six months, but over the last 12 months as well.
0: No, no, for sure. And I think it's interesting in North America. It's like, like I said, it's kind of that first half of the year. But you know, maybe school's been out for a little while. People are going on summer vacation, so it's kind of like the summer time's a bit of a time uh, in North America to kind of rest and recharge a bit. So you know, you're going to probably have a little bit of time. Um, not that the clinics necessarily slower because it can be a busy time, but it's a, it's a it's a good time to kind of like step back, reflect a little bit about kind of what was working well for the first six months. Uh, and then, you know, where you want to go for the rest of the year. Cause there's still, you know, another, you know, there's July, August, September, October, November, December left in the year. And, uh, you know, if you've done great it's a great way to kind of like charge up, be charged up as far as like, wow, that was great for six months. Let's keep the momentum going and maybe you've experimented. You've done a few things that haven't worked out as well. Um, but it's, you know, you got six more months this year to kind of like keep things ramping up. And, you know, twenty twenty three hasn't been necessarily the easiest year, you know, economically speaking. There's kind of all kinds of uh banking and mark, you know, market turbulence. And it's never uh it's never easy, but it's a it's a good chance to, you know, get some motivation going the second half of the year.
1: I must admit, when it, all the bad news that goes on in the world for the last 30 years, this is this will sound really I don't know, this might sound bad or insightful. Depends which way you look at it. But I've I've never really got involved. I don't know if it makes any sense, but even yeah, when the whole global financial crisis was going on, and at least there, there were different people that knew dentists and other health professionals, going, went, oh, business is really bad because of the global financial crisis. Yeah, they were the best years I ever had. But my business grew so much over that same time. So while everybody else was shouting doom and gloom, I decided not to participate. <laughs> I just went, no, I'm just going to just keep getting on with, with building my business. And who's to say that, if it hadn't been for the global financial crisis my business may have grown even more maybe it still grew just not as much as it could have don't know
0: yeah the news is definitely interesting right you have to like be aware enough of you know things that are happening within the profession and be aware enough as far as what things are changing um you know what what are kind of things that people have to deal with to to be able to adapt but at the same time like right, you said you can't you can't dwell on it if mm. you dwell on it then you're like you said you're kind of going to if it's all doom and gloom uh, and you don't have, uh, but people are still going to have foot and ankle problems no matter what's happening, that's true. Uh, you know, with the, with the global financial market. So it's a matter of, uh, you know, be, being aware, but at the same time, like you said, not focusing on that, that negative aspect of whatever's in the news or, you know, what, what the end of the world that's, that's coming up near, you know, uh, just, you know, just kind of taking one day at a time.
1: Well, I said to my wife the other day that we were home at six o'clock and that's when the news comes on here. And. For some reason, we sat there and watched it. I have not watched the news, I reckon, probably three years before I've seen an actual half-hour news. I wanted to jump off the roof of my house. It was so bad, there were like 10 stories and there were 11 victims. It was just awful. Everything was just doom and gloom. And I went, I do not understand how people can watch it every night and still feel positive each day. I said, it's really difficult. So, but what I figured out, if you listen to the news on the radio, on a music channel, the news is concise to about two minutes and you only get the main facts. You don't get all the rubbish and, and everything else. So if people want to keep up with the news, I reckon the radio is the better way of doing it.
0: No, for sure. Um, but yeah, like jumping back into as far as the, you know, the, the positive side of things. Yes. Back, to, the, back to your clinic, back to, you know, the progress you're making at your practice. I, I kind of like to break it up into two sections. Start off with, you know, the first section kind of being like, you know what's going on with your clinic in general um you know qualitatively um you know obviously without the numbers in front of you like what is your feeling been like you know for during this first six months right how is things going with your staff like you know have you retained all your staff are you having issues i know that especially these days um you know there's been a jump not only in inflation but in sometimes staff wages right so mm. you know are you able to retain that that talent within your clinic to make sure that your operations are running smoothly because i think there is a lot of you know, whether it be a medical assistance or front desk people, um, there's different kinds of opportunities that are cropping up all the time now. You know, so if they're looking for, you know, a higher, you know, wage, you know, can you can you match that, or are there benefits you provide for your clinic? So, you know, getting a general kind of qualitative feeling about your staff, the overall higher practices running, are you seeing the type of patients you want to see, and kind of what your level of kind of professional satisfaction is currently? You know, you don't like I said that's kind of that qualitative assessment, right? Like kind of the gut check as far as like, how do you think things are going? And that's, it's not the only way to kind of analyze and look at the, the first half of the year, but it does give you a general sense of like, okay, how, how do you feel things are going?
1: Should you ask your team the same question? You know, you're asking yourself, how is the team going? And whether they've the stayed, have you lost team members and other aspects of your business? Should you ask your team the exact same question and get their feedback and how they feel uh things have gone.
0: Yeah, and definitely it depends on, you know, what kind of I think reviews and kind of having open dialogues uh, and providing feedback to your staff is obviously hugely important. You know, some people will work on that on a quarterly basis, some people will do it, you know, once every 6 months, but it is good to check in with them and see how they're doing because obviously uh, you know, maybe it could be for per, you know, you, you know, we're kind of working these people all day all year long but sometimes it can be at a super not initially superficial level but you have work to do you're working on the patients that's the priority that's the focus but taking time either you know once a month once every quarter once every six months just to check in with people and see how they're doing on a personal level right like do they have a you know a sick kid at home that, like they need to go get a, a better job with a higher paying job or you know is, is there other things going on in their lives um are they satisfied with the type of role they're in so yeah. I think it is, I think you bring up an important component is that, you know, that kind of qualitative assessment of your staff should be done on a consistent basis, you know, but it's going to kind of depend on, do you have kind of a manager? Are you the manager? Like, how do you, like, how, what do you have time for? And like, how can you make sure that you're staying in touch with those uh, employees in your practice to make sure that they're, you know, satisfied and, and thriving so that it'll help you and your practice continue to uh, make traction and and progress.
1: So have you heard businesses where they will have like a happiness meter where they, they measure, they try and measure the happiness in their business.
0: Uh, I've seen different things where there's like kind of these like employee surveys that come out um, and you can kind of like one to five, like how's that person doing or how are they feeling about the work? And I think, that can be beneficial i don't know if it's done on a weekly basis but if, it, if it's done daily i think people just get used to clicking a button and probably just yeah. saying they're happy just to get it done with um something less uh, less frequent uh, might be might be better um to get a general sense of things whether it be monthly like i said or um if you're doing something like that so some type of sequence uh, or some type of like check-in with that uh employee uh, can be definitely helpful but it's like i said it's going to really vary between do you want to do a little bit on software or do you want to have those kind of heart to heart or those like face to face conversations, you know, with some professional feedback, but also a chance to listen to them and kind of understand how they're doing.
1: Yeah. I remember listening to a person on a podcast and they were talking about measuring happiness in their business. And that was like one of their big things was they, they give themselves a happiness ranking. and But they based it on uh, arguments between staff. Because as the business owner, they would have staff come to complain about certain things. So they would be noting down, oh, there were less complaints, less complaints from patients. And that's how they, because that's how they worked out how they felt the business was on a happiness level based on certain things that would not happen in the business.
0: No, I think it's a good point. I think, you know, kind of the harmony of your staff, sometimes obviously some turnovers, you know, it's going to be, Kind of normal. If you're in a really small clinic, maybe you can hold on to somebody longer. But if the larger the larger clinic gets and the more podiatrists you have, probably means you're gonna have a little bit more turnover. But having some kind of way to assess uh, the, the culture and the team morale is really important. I think as you grow, you know, having those because you can't have you know our conversation with everyone every single day. So finding some systems to put in place with this happiness meter or so, some way to kind of general uh, assess the general attitude and uh, satisfaction of your employees is super important. Um, but once you get past the qualitative thing, uh, you know, the kind of assessment and kind of see how things are going, I think there is really benefit. And we talked about this in some past episodes is really getting to the, the quantitative aspects of your clinic. So that means like, you know, how many new patients did you have for the last six months or the last year and kind of yeah. you know what those numbers are, you know, what are you doing as far as, um, you know, a number of procedures and different types of diagnosis that are coming through the door. So really taking a hard look at those numbers and getting a general sense of you know maybe it's in the US and in Canada somewhat you know what insurance plans are, are coming to see you what where's your referrals coming from in your clinic really having some core metrics to look at and and, and sometimes people will sometimes drill down too much into days into weeks and even into months um, you want to be aware of what those what's happening from month to month if there's some huge drop-off like you did something uh, that might have caused it or if there's something that you know, maybe there's a new staff member on the phones or something. The month to month is important, but really, what you want to look at is at tr- trends of these things. Yeah. You know, from over the course of a year, or you know, from a from one quarter to the next quarter, what are things looking like? Um, like from all those kind of uh, kind of key performance indicators, of those things that you're trying to achieve to make sure you're measuring those things like I said you got to measure it first so you can kind of you know write the ship or you can correct things if you don't if it's not measured you, you, you can't make any real you know actions to kind of help correct those things so I think that's a really important important part of your clinic is having those quantitative um, that data will help you make better decisions moving forward
1: yeah and like they say numbers don't lie any people lie <laughs> because it's it's true like the, the numbers, you, you can't lie with numbers. they, they, they are what they are, and it's, then it comes down to how you actually interpret them. But I do like what you said about looking at things on a quarterly basis as well, because you can have a bad week, or you can have a bad day, you can have a bad week. you can even have a, a bad month, but you shouldn't have a bad quarter. And you know two good months and one bad month can, you can still have a trend yeah, a quarter that trends upwards, which is okay. But if you have a couple of if, if you have a bad quarter, then that's a sign that something needs to change or something's amiss.
0: yeah exactly i think like you said if you're you know if the, the spikes will go up and down on a, on a weekly or monthly basis sometimes and it can be very like you, you want to be proactive but not reactive right so you don't want to like look at that month and you're just like oh my gosh like what happened like uh like trying to, it's good to like run yourself through an exercise to try to determine what you think might have happened and, mm-hmm. and you know make me make, make some slight adjustments but i think any big adjustments, you know, like from a strategic standpoint, those things should really be focused more on a quarterly basis because otherwise you're just trying to put out fire after fire sometimes. Um, and, and, and sometimes running a business and, and taking good care of patients is already busy enough, let alone you trying to like solve every what happened every single week or every single month. Um, but you can kind of see the, the trends over the course of, of quarters and like you said, you can take appropriate action to kind of rectify that much more on it, much more easily. And i would say also like besides just kind of the clinical aspects of things really looking into your marketing on a quantitative level right like are you getting you know you know, what kind of patients are you getting um uh or kind of what is the feeling you know you're, you're trying to do some experiments to say in your marketing yeah like is this do you feel like it's being received well like are you are you getting things parroted back to you from patients that maybe it was a facebook ad or um you're, or you're you're kind of checking in on patients as you know like you talked about with some of the stuff you've done with your traditional marketing, right? Like, um, you know, th- there's certain things that, you know, whether it be a phrase or, you know, you can you can just tell that they read something or they, you know, that something you put out there um, without even measuring it, you just get the feeling that like this is working. It's it's ma- you know I'm getting I did an orthotics, um, you know, Facebook ad for two months and and now I can just I'm getting all these orthotic patients, right? So yeah. does it feel like it's working? Um, so kind of like getting that kind of qualitative gut check, um, about your marketing is, is an important component as well.
1: Yeah. I think the marketing side of things is super important. And that, and I think that's where yeah strategy and tactics can sometimes get mixed up where, yeah, the strategy is the, you know, like what you want to do, it's a plan to get to the goal you want to achieve. And the tactics are just the things you're going to do, the actions you're going to take. And sometimes they might be looking at their figures and thinking, Oh, I'm not going to reach my goals. So they constantly it's okay for the tactics to change. But the strategy should always stay the same.
0: Yeah, and I think one thing we talk about on, on this podcast quite a bit is like kind of finding your niche within podiatry, right? Yeah. Like, uh, do you want to be, you know, a sports medicine doctor? Do you want to be a wound care specialist? Do you want to be the surgeon? You know, do you want to be known as the best person to go for ingrown toenails? And that quantitative, you know, the quantitative aspect of things definitely we will, we'll get into that. But, you know, are you, do you feel like you're doing more of the work you love? Like, are you, is it easier to get out of bed? Or are you excited that, you know, your, your schedule is going to be full, you know, for the last month, you know, since doing this thing, like, you know, you've just seen more of those patients you want to see. So that kind of like bleeds into that, the quantitative stuff, right? So like we talked about, you know, if you're doing a campaign about sports medicine or doing google ads or facebook ads or you're running an ad in the local paper about uh, or you're doing a partnership with maybe the local you know Aussie football club or the, the local soccer club you know do you feel like that that's you know you know sometimes you'll get um the ability to kind of like verify those numbers right so if you're doing something you know maybe you have a special uh website url for um you know the newspaper ad you're doing like go yeah. to like you know proarch podiatry backslash, um, you know, foot or, foot orthotics, and if you know that you got 500 people that came from that very sp- that that link that only showed up in the ad, you can really you know determine the data as far as what's working, not not working. Would you do something like that? Um, you know, Google ads and, and Facebook ads also allow for you to see who clicks through and who makes appointments, uh, from those kinds of things. And you can even more simply ask on some of the patient intake forms, you know, about how did you hear about the clinic to get a general sense of, you know, what, what channels are working well, but, you know, tying that kind of qualitative feeling into hard numbers and like you have talked about that are tied to not only, um, you know. It's it's really tied into kind of the patients you want to see, right? So th- those kind of we talked about in your your clinic, what is the moving the needle on the clinical aspect of things that's tied into your marketing and making those connections is hugely important uh, to make sure that this first six months you're kind of moving in that direction and it's and it's working. You're getting that return on investment.
1: So a lot of this too would all yeah going back a little bit would all relate to the goals that you want to achieve in the future, right? So like you so you need to sit down and work out what is it that you want to achieve for your business. Because I think if, if you're as a business owner, you're just sitting there going, eh, yeah, I don't care if we have a great month or, or not or we get more patients. I think if, if you don't care, then you don't need to – actually, you shouldn't even been listening to this podcast. Turn it off now. Go away. <laughs> but I think most of the people listening to this, the reason they're listening to this podcast is because they care about their business. And if they care about the business, then they should have goals in place. And if you've got goals in place, then you need to be looking at certain things about your business to know that you're you're heading in a forward direction.
0: No, exactly. And I think we talked about, you know, I, I kind of sometimes simply break it down into these like different categories, these different niches, but it can also be, you know, you just want to become the kind of, uh, you know, the, the foot and ankle uh, expert with kind of a uh, shockwave, for example. You just want to like be known as that person in your local area that does shockwave. Um, so you could do things. It's not only just the patient you're seeing, but are you, you know, have you undergone the proper, you know, um, education, you know, the, the kind of uh, have you been to some meetings? Are you really kind of learning from other people that have done it before you? You know, are you kind of uh, in, uh, making progress, you know, in your own career to want to, to want to do and to kind of be the best at doing that thing? So it, yeah, it can be sometimes about those clinical numbers and the marketing numbers, but it's also about what do you like to do within the profession? And are you doing things that help you enjoy it even more over time? So uh, like you said, you know it is about sometimes clinical objectives sometimes marketing objectives sometimes professional objectives you have but you know this this mid-year check-in is a way to kind of take all that take all that kind of inputs from that the first six months and really think to yourself am i am i making traction i'm moving that direction my practice i want to move because when you're in the day-to-day or for week to week you know you've got a busy clinic you've got people to take care of you have staff to oversee you've got things going on but got to take time every so often just to kind of like pause for maybe it's a couple hours maybe it's a half a day but to really reflect on what direction your practice is going to because there's a lot of outside forces that will try to take your own practice into a different way that maybe you don't want to go mm. maybe it's going perfect and you're just on that road and nothing's going to stop you but sometimes you know it's like well you like doing sports medicine but now someone's sending you all these wound care patients and while well, that's nice in some way because it's, it's you know, they, they, you know, they respect you and they're sending you patients your way. It's not really who you want to see. So how can you turn that kind of either negative into a positive, right? Is there someone else that you know that does a great job with wound care that you can kind of hook them up with this and then maybe they'll send you more sports medicine patients. So it's a matter of just kind of like strategic thinking. It's kind of like you talked about Tyson. It's not only tactics and getting caught in the day to day, but stepping back a little bit. So maybe it's with your business coach, someone like Tyson, for example, or maybe it's someone that does marketing with you, um, but just kind of being a little bit more strategic and making sure that you're on track to hit the goals so you can have a profession, um, you know, to have a job, a profession, and a practice that really uh, bring you that satisfaction.
1: It's amazing, like you said then about coaches as well, whether it's me or somebody else. To me, that's one of the things about having a coach in general is they keep you accountable. When you say to them, oh, this is what I want to do next month, and that month they're going to say, so did you do it? Oh, no, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I did And you can only make excuses for a certain amount of time until the, yeah, the coach will pull you up on it. And I find people that I've actually worked with, the people that I don't work with for very long are usually the people that are constantly just wanting to get information but then don't actually take any action on it. And then they end up, because they don't take any action, they just keep wanting more. They end up just information overload. And then they leave because they're thinking, oh, I've got too much. I've got I've got to get through all this first. When I get through all this, then I'll come back. And unlike the St- Stephen King novels, they don't come back. <laughs> I know Stephen King said sometimes they come back. But in the coaching world, when a client leaves, they don't come back. They never come back. And when I talk to other coaches, they all say the same thing. No, they never come back. And it's because they haven't taken action on the information. So I, I think this mid-year check-in is a perfect thing because usually at the beginning of the year everybody's saying this is what i want to do this year and they get so fired up and the next thing it's the 18th 19th of december and they go oh shit what happened then and they look back hmm that year went fast but next year next year is going to be the year that i'm going to tear it up so i think the mid-year check-in is a is a good reality check
0: yeah i think it's we all get busy in the day-to-day right and uh but putting this on the calendar. Spending a few hours, you know, either by yourself or with some people that you trust to kind of hold you accountable is hugely important and hugely impactful on that second half, of the, half of the year. Because uh, like I said, in North America, kind of get into vacation mode, people get out of vacation mode and they're like, okay, like. What do I do with the second half of the year? Obviously, you're seeing patients, you're helping them get better, but you know, you got to kind of pull, you got to not always be focused on working inside your business. You have to be working on your business as well. Um, And, you know, this mid-year check-in really provides that.
1: Yeah. Have you read that book, The 12-Week Year?
0: I have not read that yet. No, it is
1: an absolute ripper. And it's sort of along this concept because they say most people, January, they set all these goals that they're going to do with the best intentions. Then it gets to December and they reckon they get more done. And usually in the, the last four weeks of the year then they do the the other 48 weeks of the year because they just keep putting it off whereas midlife that midlife the mid-year check-in sort of makes them think about that but the 12-week year is about doing this every three months is for 12 weeks you set a goal and you've got 12 weeks to get it done then you have a week off then you have 12 weeks again so it's like four times a year you're actually checking in and and pushing yourself it's not just doing it like once a year but If people don't want to do it four times a year, at least do it twice a year, check it out in June. And then you'd say, check it out again at the end of the year. For sure. Okay. You got anything else on this subject?
0: No, I think it's just a matter of, like I said, uh, you know, set those goals, but like you gotta, you gotta keep consistent And this mid-year check-in just really gives you a chance to kind of like get back on track if you're off track. And if you're on track and you're killing it, it just give you some more motivation to uh, kick ass the second half of the year.
1: Okay, Jim, well, I'll bid you farewell. Have a fantastic birthday and uh Thank and i appreciate that and jim accepts accepts gifts so um if you want to send him something just send him a message say, hey jim what's your what's your postal address and we'll send you something awesome so i hope you have a fantastic day
0: appreciate it tyson thanks
1: right. okay talk to you next week bye now. Okay, bye
0: thanks for listening to podiatry marketing with tyson franklin and jim mcdonald subscribe and learn more at podiatry marketing that's the website address podiatry.marketing